Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today we're going to talk all about how to deal with change and transitions. I wanted to talk about this because I know a lot of people struggle with change and transitions, and it can be really scary to think that something new is coming, but also really exciting that something new is coming. And I know for myself, starting the doctorate program at Parker University was a big change for me. And I was excited about it, but I also found myself being like, oh, okay, this is a little terrifying, not gonna lie. Um, And I was never that kid who was excited to like go from elementary school to middle school. I remember vividly being in fifth grade and you know you're like the top dog and you're like I know how to do this school thing and you're like oh. I, I wouldn't consider myself a teacher's pet but I would say my teachers did really like me. I wouldn't suck up or anything but I was just it's not hard to let your allow your teachers to like you like <laughs> I never really understood the kids where they were like they hated teachers like yeah there were some teachers where I was like But there was, like, quite a few teachers where I was like, okay, we have, like, a mutual agreement. I respect you. You might not be my favorite teacher, but they still liked me. Um, It's just, I think it comes down to respect, but that's a whole nother ramble for there. But, you know, you, like, you figure out how school works in elementary school, and you're like, I got this. I know I have a quiz this day, but then you're, like, also kind of, like, playing around. To be honest, I feel like most of elementary school, besides when you had to, like, learn your times tables, is, like, playing around, which... I feel like that's what school should be throughout your whole entire life, to be honest. Like, it doesn't need to be so, like, serious and overwhelming. Um, But I guess, like, that's the only way that we think that we can, like, test kids' knowledge and know where they're at. Um, But also, like, being a type A person myself and wanting to, like, be a perfectionist and get all all the A's, all the stuff right. But that's a that's a big concept that like we need to work through as a society but anyways so I was like a fifth grader you know and I was rocking it I was like I'm the top dog I figured this all out um and then here comes the end of the school year and everyone's getting excited about sixth grade and I was completely excited about sixth grade like I was excited to start getting into like my school's basketball team which wouldn't be till like seventh grade but sixth grade would lead up into that Um, and I was excited to like actually have lockers which funny enough I never used mine. I used my PE locker more than I used my actual locker. I'm pretty sure my school doesn't even, my middle school doesn't even have lockers anymore. But I, there were things that I was excited about, but there was still like this deep inner, like, I'm terrified. And everyone around me was like, I'm so excited. We don't have to stand in lines anymore, which like, 
funny thing is we still had to like walk in lines because you know that like one kid that messes it up for everyone else we ended up having to like walk in lines to go to lunch and then walk back to our class in line um which made everyone really upset because they were like I thought I came to middle school so I don't have to walk in lines but we ended up walking in lines anyways um so everyone was excited about that and here's me sitting over here like internally just thinking about oh my goodness I don't know if I'm going to be able to like ace these classes I don't know what these teachers are like I don't know like I wasn't concerned about getting lost but there was still that like aspect of me of like walking into the wrong classroom and it just like filling up all the worst case scenarios in my head of like what could go wrong and then it was like I got to eighth grade and I was like I figured this out. I know what I'm doing. You know, you finally like get your feet wet and you're like, okay, I know the routine. I know it's fine. And then boom, they decide to take me to high school. (laughs) You got to do the high school thing. Um, And during that time in my life, I was really deep in my eating disorder. So there was a lot of things where I was hyper focusing on that. But I was also just extremely hyper focused on like basketball. That was my only thing. And I found myself coping with like the transition between middle school and high school with food and exercise. That was like my main coping mechanism. That's what I used. And I think a lot of it had to do with because I built myself up to have all this pressure to make the basketball team. Funny enough, if you haven't heard my story, I um, I didn't end up making the basketball team because like when you don't fuel your body, you're pretty weak and you get pushed around a lot in basketball. So shocker there. Um, but I, um, I built all this pressure up for myself of like, oh my gosh, when I get to high school, I have to make the basketball team. And then it was like on top of that, it was like, oh my gosh, can I do these high school classes? Can I make these grades? And people would tell me like, oh, high school isn't that bad. It's literally just like a little bit harder than middle school, even that it's not that bad. But I still put all this pressure on myself to be like, no, I like, I don't know if I'll be able to make those A's. I don't know how these teachers work. I don't know how the system works. And of course, I was always going towards the negativity, um, which makes sense because like we are wired to search for the negativity because that's what like back then made us feel safe. But in that moment, obviously going from middle school to high school, that's not really going to help me. (laughs) Um, Being terrified about what's coming up in the future isn't going to get you anywhere. I recently had a teacher tell me, overwhelm or worrying is just like a rocking chair it gives you something to do but nowhere to go and I when I heard that I was like oof that hit me hard that hit me real hard and I've tried to every time now think about when I'm overwhelmed and when I feel out of control what is something in the moment right now that I could do because I know back then for myself the need to feel control was a main trigger point for me. If I feel out of control, then my overwhelm just goes over the roof. And my old coping mechanism would be like, okay, I can control food. That makes me feel safe. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm putting in my mouth. I know how many steps I'm going to get in this day. I know that like, all I got to do is like walk this loop around my 
neighborhood or like do this like Pinterest workout and that would make me feel safe. Feeling safe and feeling in control was something that I really wanted during that time and I didn't have and so that was the only way that I felt like I could get it. For you it might be um, I don't know some people really control money or they like to have um, their rooms a certain way or that they're really I guess that would be cleanliness um, I don't know I I find myself control for me it was just like food and exercise and sometimes for me now it leans financial but um, or just my calendar but you know um, we're working on those things you know spontaneity schedule it's awesome um, but yeah so you needing control might be coming from other areas that might be causing your life to feel constrictive or other people might just be like hey can you just like take a break or hey can you let go of this thing or they might not even be saying it but you can just like feel that tension in the room where you're just like I don't know what to do in this point but like this is the only thing that makes me feel okay or you might be in a different situation where it's like you don't know what to do to feel in control, so you just feel overwhelmed, then you feel stuck in the overwhelm. So I wanted to give you some mindset shifts and some tips to help work through those scenarios and uh, when you feel overwhelmed or when you feel like you need control because, of course, controlling your life through food and exercise is a coping mechanism that is not healthy. Um, and I want to promote that a lot through this podcast because I feel like the go-to is through food and exercise. And if you haven't learned through my story, it goes down a bad rabbit hole. So I'm going to give you some helping coping mechanisms and mindset shifts, mindset shifts um, to help you through those kinds of scenarios. And the first one is to focus on the positive. I know this sounds like fluffy and airy. I promise the next couple of tips will have some actionable steps because I hate when people just say, stay positive. And you're like, what does that mean? Or the, the biggest one. The biggest one is people are like, de-stress. You, you know, you just, you need to relax. You need to like stop stressing out so much. Or you need to like do some stress relieving exercises or just decrease your stress. I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And of course, no one can tell you how to like de-stress because that's different for everyone. But I feel like there's this blanketed term where it's just like de-stress, decrease your stress. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get that I like to be in stressful situations a lot or I put myself in stressful situations. But like, how do I fix that? <laughs> um, because if you're anything like me, um, sitting down and reading a book then like makes me feel even more stressed like it takes me a little bit to finally relax into the book or I give myself that time or um, I've been a lot better but when I first started incorporating this a lot all I'm thinking about in the back of my head is like how this is a waste of time but again it's going to take practice to like finally allow those like stress relieving activities to become less stressful but back to the point that I was talking about is to focus on the positive. And like I said before, we are wired to look out for the negative to feel safe. So for going back to the example of when I was transitioning for school, everyone in elementary school was focusing on like, hey, I get to not walk in lines anymore. They were so excited about that because I remember the whole thing where the teacher would like raise their hand and like do high five. Everyone stand in the line. Be quiet. 
and I'm just over here being like perfect Hermione Granger looking up at my teacher and I'm like of course and then there's those like kids in the background who are like I'm not listening to you but um okay I promise I'm not a teacher's pet but this is making me really sound like a teacher's pet um so yeah when the kids were super excited to like not have to be in line and be quiet walking through the hallways they were so focused on that to where on the other hand I was so focused on the negative because I was I was terrified of like not being perfect when it came to school so where in the transition that you're in right now or the thing the thing that's coming up or the big change that's happening in your life where can you see the positive I know sometimes it can be hard because maybe the change that you're going through is really difficult but I promise you there is something out of it that you can see the positive even if it's just like when I was deep in my eating disorder and I heard this um, talked about a lot in podcasts where they would say when something's really hard I know there's a ton of personal growth that's going to come out of it and in the moment I was like heck no this sucks um but it's really true once you get through it or once you get out of it and you just keep going there's going to be a lot of personal growth so the harder something is usually you will learn a lot out of it if you just keep moving forward so that's one positive thing that you could say um, when you're going through a hard time. But I promise you there's probably a ton of other things. For me, going to the DC program, I was super excited about like the classes that I was learning. It was more focused on the classes that I wanted to learn about because I'm obsessed with the human body. Um, I was also excited about n meeting new people. That used to not be the case. I used to be like super shy and be like, oh my gosh, are they going to like judge me? And to be honest, that still sometimes happens, but it happens less because I look at it as a like, okay, I meet all these new people and then I can weed out all the like ones that don't like me because I'm going to be me and if I'm not me then like that's going to suck because then later on they're like not going to be my friends anyways um but as long as I like keep putting myself out there then I will find the people that I connect with there um I'm trying to think of another positive that I was focusing on um meeting people in person that was that was a big one because <laughs> like if you've heard my podcast about the pre-dc program i was having a real hard time with the on fully online school so focus on the positive my next tip is to find what makes you feel at peace and grounded whatever word you want to put there for me grounded just feels really good for me but you can also do peaceful um calm I actually did a visualization yesterday where I think it was like a meditation where it was talking about uh, what's a gift that you want to bring into your life or something like that and it was visualizing the energy that you wanted to bring into your day and I wanted to really be focused on my work for school um, and I also just wanted to be peaceful at the same time because I have a tendency when I have a lot of work to get done, I rush through it. Like I get through all the work, but I'm so overwhelmed by all the work that I just hurry up and it's not the quality of work that I want to do. But then also if it's something where like I'm learning something for school, I don't end up learning it so I have to go back anyway so what I was visualizing was this monk 
that was just like meditating i'm like i'm i'm visualizing and i'm going to become the monk version of rebecca um that's going to be focused and ready to go to learn to do all my projects and to get things done but in a peaceful manner I don't think I could ever be a monk because like I have a podcast and I will talk your ear off if I'm like close to you. Um, but, you know, I think I think you get my gist of like I wanted to be peaceful and calm. But and that visualization helped me kind of bring in that energy into my day. But then also I like doing tangible things. So for me, something that allows me to feel really grounded when I feel overwhelmed is like creating a plan, having a schedule. Now, don't make your schedule too rigid. But for me, I really like having a calendar. I've been obsessed even more with Google Calendar. I know I talk about this a lot on my podcast, but Google Calendar has even just gotten even better when I figured out that you could add multiple types of calendars onto your calendar and I'm just like ah like I don't there's no words to describe it um it just gets me really excited and I like organizing it and sorting it out and it just it feels good and then it also gives me a way to like visualize my day and be like okay I know I'm gonna get all these things done and then I have this google sheet that has just like my to-do list um organized by classes and then I have the due dates and then miscellaneous of like when classes are. Um, I know this sounds kind of overwhelming hearing this on a podcast, but for you, if you have a really busy schedule or you're having a hard time prioritizing yourself, I even did this where I had to like schedule a me time in just so that I don't forget about myself. Um, Schedule it. Like, make a schedule. Do something for you. It doesn't have to be, like, every single hour you have something planned, but, like, at least put it in there. It doesn't have to be filled up. I think a lot of mistakes that people make about their calendar is that, like, the whole day has to be filled. That's not the point of the calendar. The calendar is supposed to work for you, not against you. And this was honestly a mistake that I made um, where I was like, okay, I planned my day, so I'm going to, like, figure it out and like make every single day the most like productive day ever but to be honest I'm not always super productive I need my downtimes I need my rest time and even going into the DC program it's like okay what are those things that like are going to be the most impactful when it comes to my rest times so figure out what schedule for you makes you feel grounded and calm this could also be like having a morning routine and having a night routine for the longest time in my life I did not have a night routine um I would be like go 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 and then I would think that I would need to like hit the bed and I'd completely fall asleep and for a while there that worked because like my body was physically exhausted all the time but then there came a point where I'd like wake up in the middle of the night or I'd still just like internally feel really anxious and it was because I went to bed feeling anxious you know when they talk about like don't go to bed angry when it comes to couples. I feel like that's the same thing with like you and your own body when you go to bed. The feeling that you go to bed with is the feeling that you're going to feel when you wake up. So make sure you're going to bed calm and have a night routine that makes you feel grounded and good. To give you an example, for me, what I like doing is right now I have dinner with my family 
and then I will do a little bit of school. Usually it's like reviewing flashcards that I've already gone through or drawing out functional groups because I'm learning that in biochemistry right now. Um, and then I would go downstairs and watch a show that me and my mom are watching together. Currently, it's the new season of Firefly Lane. And then I will, um, I will, oh wait. I'm trying to think when I would take a shower. <laughs> Usually it depends on if I have the horses. I'd take a shower before dinner, but if I don't, then it would be a shower after dinner and I would do my skincare routine and all that. But I'd go upstairs after I watch a show with my mom and then I'd brush my teeth, do my flossing, you know, to make those dentists happy. And then I go into my bed and depending on if I if I'm good <laughs> if I'm good and I don't get stuck in the like hey we should watch one more episode of this show um, I will do a little journaling of like what was good today what did I struggle with today um, what did I learn today how can I make tomorrow one percent better and then I will do a little bit of reading until I fall asleep and that eases me into bed and makes me feel good when I wake up in the morning. Same thing when I wake up in the morning. I have some sort of routine that kind of makes me feel calm and grounded. For me, I usually do a brain rewiring meditation. If not, then I do some other meditation. I get up, I have breakfast, and depending on if I have the horses or not, I'd go to the horses. Um, and that kind of just like wakes me up even more. Um, if I don't have the horses, I do the same exact thing, except I'd probably do some mobility. I've been trying to incorporate breath work. And then I might do some journaling in the morning before I start school. But usually it, I lean on doing journaling at night. So that's kind of what makes me feel set up and grounded and ready for the day. But another thing that could make you feel peaceful and grounded is just like saying affirmations to yourself. So I know when I started the DC program or even when I started my business, it was like I was terrified that I didn't have enough time to do all the things that I wanted to do. And I just repeatedly told myself, I have enough time in the day to get what needs to be done. I will get done what needs to be done. The things that need to be done will get done. And I think because I have a tendency to write out those giant to-do lists, and I know other people have this issue too, and then you get upset with yourself because you're like, I need to do everything on my to-do list. It's probably because it wasn't meant to be. Um, I know it can be tough sometimes with like school and when you have like deadlines and you're kind of just like, well, I have to get this done. Well, make sure you get those things done. Um, but let's say, for instance, you're having a really overwhelmed day and you have something that's due on Monday and it's Friday and you wanted to get it done on Friday, but you're upset with yourself because you're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't get it done. I'm a failure. And it's like, no, you can always do it tomorrow it's okay. Um, I like to do things ahead, but that doesn't mean you have to pressure yourself into doing it that day because you plan to do it that day. We have more days. It's okay. <laughs> if we like did everything we wanted to do in one day, then there kind of would, would be no point of life. So it's okay if the thing that you scheduled or wanted to get done that day needs to be pushed to a different day. I promise if it's meant to be, you will go back to it. So having those affirmations that make you feel good, this could also just be like, I am calm. Um, 
I am productive. I, I, I don't like those because those feel like very blah to me, but make sure you find an affirmation that like makes you feel good and like excited. Um, that's really, really important because if you just say I am productive in a really boring voice, then you're not going to want to say it and you're not going to believe it. So there's going to be no point with the affirmation. You could also write these on little sticky notes around your house. Um, you could have a little recording that you listen to. I've never done that before, but I've heard that's helped a lot of people. Um, and then also I recently discovered that I can write on my desk with an expo marker so if you have one of those desks that you can write on you could like write on your desk or like write it out or if you want to write it in a journal that works too and then the last thing that makes me feel really grounded and peaceful is just a hug sometimes I just need a hug you know like you know those moments where you're just like I don't want to talk to anyone I just need someone to hold me <laughs> that's that that's me I'm one of those people so I recently um, was feeling really overwhelmed and I just I didn't know what to do in that moment I was like I just need to be held so I literally just went downstairs and I hugged my dad or, or I kind of just like held on to him and then he was like what is this um with these like big eyes like what's happening um and honestly I'm kind of upset he didn't hug me back but you know it's fine whatever um and he was like hey are you okay and I didn't respond back and he just kind of knew in that moment like okay she just like needs to be held at this moment and um I just I hugged on to him and it, there's just something I don't know what it is it's probably the oxytocin in my body just being like okay we can relax it's okay and if you don't have someone who you can like hold hold on to or hug on to you could do this with a pet um I know when I had both of my dogs I would hug them a lot uh if you don't have a pet if you have a weighted blanket those work too just like cuddle up in a blanket and just be like I'm okay it's okay I promise everything will be okay so that's all I have for like being feeling peaceful and grounded. If you have any other ideas, definitely share it with me and then maybe I could share it with the community. That would be really awesome because I feel like we need more coping me mechanisms that are healthy and helpful when it comes to feeling grounded and peaceful. And the next one for that, or just another tip, is to put your phone on do not disturb. I know a lot of people get really angry when I say this, um, or just get angry that I didn't respond back to them that day or that moment, but I was actually talking to someone and they said, you know, texting was created so that we could be in communication, but also meant so that we could respond back later, you know? Like, so that you didn't have to pick up the phone in that moment and be like, oh, Charlie, are you okay? Like, you were, you were meant to text and be like, hey, how's it going? And then later text back when you have time. But we've gotten so used to being connected and needing to respond back or feeling like we need to respond back when we really actually don't have to. Um, and also... When you start finding people in your life that are okay with that, things get so much more relaxed because this might sound selfish to be like, I need to focus on my work, but honestly, sometimes you have to be selfish if you want to get things done. Um, again, I was talking to one of my professors about this and they were talking about how you are doing something selfless as to become a doctor and like to help people with their pain and stuff like that so you're going to have to be selfish to focus on that thing 
And I feel like that's true about taking care of yourself. You're going to have to be selfish for the things that you need to do to make you feel good so that you can be selfless for other people. Now, I'm not saying like only think about yourself, but putting your phone on do not disturb and responding when you need to respond, that is okay. Um, For me, just hearing the dings constantly or feeling like I always need to respond back as soon as I can just makes me feel even more overwhelmed and being like, ah, I'm falling behind. So I put my phone on do not disturb and the people who really need to reach me will reach me. I'm pretty sure on Apple phones, you can say like, certain people who can pass through the do not disturb so if you need that put that on there I know parents like that's really important for you to have communication with your kids Um, but besides that I'm pretty sure whatever anyone has to say can wait for later and if they really need you they will call you or find another way to contact you Um, especially if you have like a spouse or someone living with you Okay, the next tip is to just journal everything out and then burn it and tear it up. Um, I've never actually done the burning thing before because I'm kind of terrified of burning down my house and I've already done that once. Well, not me specifically, but my house has already been burnt down once, so I don't want that to happen again. Um, But tearing it up or just like moving on. Because I even found myself doing this too, where you can journal And then you can keep journaling and you can keep journaling and then you just feel that overwhelm in your body even more and you're like, this isn't helping. Um, I don't feel like anything's working. And it's because you're like ruminating in the feeling and getting nowhere. But there is this part that is important of just like writing everything out so you can like see what you're actually feeling. And then I don't want to say what you're feeling is like dumb um, because that's like a bad choice of words but sometimes it allows you to realize that like okay I'm overwhelmed right now but I could be doing this or I like maybe I don't actually need to do that or maybe I'm overthinking this and just seeing it on paper allows you to actually see that and get connected to that and that leads me to my next point into taking a taking action and making a plan because like I said when you journal and you keep journaling and you keep journaling or you keep telling your friend like I'm so overwhelmed I'm so overwhelmed I don't know what to do everything's falling apart Ah." like okay you're going back to that rocking chair scenario where you're just worrying and you're worrying and you're going nowhere So let's make a plan and let's take action. That could be creating a calendar, creating a schedule for yourself. And remember, whatever plan or action or step or just even doing one thing, just one thing. So like if you are trying to increase the amount of food that you're eating because you know you need to increase food or you, you know you need to decrease exercise, start, start with lunch. Okay. Just add, add one thing to lunch. Or if you are working out too many days in a week and you know your body needs rest, okay, take away one day. One day. I promise you that just starting somewhere will build up the momentum to where you can keep going. Now, don't get stuck there, but just keep building up that momentum to get where you want to go. On the other hand, if you're wanting to add in days to work out and make sure that is 
best for your body or I'd even say like okay you want to add in like some mobility routine because you're dealing with some chronic pain okay start with one day start with one exercise start with one set it doesn't have to be hard it can start small it doesn't even have to be perfect like I said just get the ball rolling and I think even for myself because like I got stuck in like thinking that my calendar had to be the perfect calendar or had to work the perfect way and I focused so hard on like the planning where it was like okay you're not even doing anything like where's the action so I just I I had to tell myself okay you're gonna figure it out as you go along so when I started the DC program program I can't tell you how many times I've had to like change up my google calendar or change up how I do things or even when I study it's like okay Maybe making flash all these flashcards for my anatomy class might not be the most productive thing because by the time I make all these flashcards, I need to take a quiz and I didn't actually study the flashcards. Okay, so maybe we need to like recap and do something else. And it is okay to be like, that didn't work and move on because what you did discover in that moment is the thing that does not work. I think a lot of the times we get stuck in like the, oh crap. I didn't find the perfect solution. I didn't do the perfect thing, but it's okay because what did you find? Something that doesn't work. And I like to refer back to like that statement that whoever said that entrepreneurs, they like have to do 10, I don't, I think it's like 10,000 or a thousand business ideas or businesses until they finally hit the one. It's the same thing with anything else in life. Like you have to keep failing to finally find the thing that works. Um, And I would be terrified of like, oh my gosh, but what if I find, if I don't find the thing in time? You will. You'll figure it out. If you're listening to this podcast, you will figure it out. I know you will. Anyone who listens to this podcast will figure things out. That's why they're listening to this podcast, of course. (laughs) Um, So just find something that... If that you're overwhelmed about, you can journal it out, freak out about it, and then take that moment, take that pause, take a deep breath in and be like, okay, what is the one thing I can do right now that can just build that momentum and go forward? And then the last thing I just want to mention is be kind to yourself. Like I was saying, like when you keep saying that, oh, I failed or this was a waste of time or I didn't figure it out or it wasn't the perfect thing then you're just building that momentum of negativity within yourself and that's not going to get you anywhere. So on top of feeling overwhelmed and worried, on top of feeling like you have too many things to do or that you're not good enough, you're being hurtful to yourself and nothing happens when you're mean to yourself. That just builds the momentum of feeling like you want to give up. And the thing that you are working towards, that you want to accomplish, that you want to do, I know you want to do it and you can do it, but every time you are mean to yourself, every time that you're negative to yourself or believing that you can't do it, you're stepping back from what you want to actually do. And I know you can do it. It might be hard. There might be bumps in the road. But that doesn't mean you can't accomplish it. You just got to take a deep breath in, breathe out, and then ask yourself, what is that one thing that you can do? And if that one thing doesn't work or doesn't move the needle, then step back and be like, okay, what else could I do? 
and you will get there. I promise. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you felt inspired into like being okay with changes and transitions because I know they're not the most easiest thing in the world. Um, And I even for myself want to get more comfortable with feeling good with like changes and transitions and spontaneity. I know I think I've mentioned this on a podcast where I've started doing spontaneous Saturdays. To be honest, starting the DC program, I haven't been able to do that as much, but I still try and make sure that like the end of my Saturdays are like spontaneity or chill or whatever. Um, But once I get into a better routine, then I'm able to like go back to that and challenge myself with that. So here's to feeling good with changes and transitions and reaching your goals and reaching your potential. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag Becca Babbles Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.